Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to the Daily Live. Sean Dykes has just done his pre-match press conference ahead of Evans' trip to Bramall Lane. It's very much a pre-match, post-match, wasn't it? Pre-match, post-match, which, anything. Pre-match, post-match, post-match. lower expectations. Um, non-committal. Non-committal, all of the things you'd expect. Uh, Everton game at Sheffield United in less than 48 hours, of course. Um, but there's still work to be done in the transfer window, Jack. Um, and one of that will be whether or not Alex Awobi leaves Everton Football Club. He's got 10 months left on his Everton contract. Um, 20 million's being quoted. I'm not. Not sure whether it'll be that much. It may well be. Where, I mean, where are we with this? Because obviously, he's a lad that he's injured at the moment, but he plays in our team when he's fit. He creates most of our chances. But clearly wants to leave the football club. Not signing a new deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we, what do we do with it? And, and if we let him go, how imperative is it? that we find the replacements in the, the 30 odd hours that remain I think if Alex Awobi wasn't leaving Everton this move would have been shut down by now mm. couple, yeah. you know yeah, no, yeah, he's yeah, not for sale Sean Dyche would have come out in his press conference then he, he confirmed interest in Awobi in his press conference then obviously we all knew anyway mm. but if the club don't want him leaving you know they are putting out different types of noise yeah of course they are yeah. in terms of replacing him Look, for all our uh, chance creation statistics, most creative player statistics over the last year, Alex Awobi's top. Mm. Some people will disagree with those statistics. Mm. Uh, they don't think they see that on the pitch, but the data shows that he is important to the side. So you're looking at him thinking you do need some player to come in and replace him. It doesn't have to be like for like, mm. but you want to replace his influence in the team. That can yeah, be yeah. with a more direct winger take up that spot and then you change your midfield makeup to accommodate that mm. but if Alex Awobi was to leave I don't think Everton could afford to bring no one in it doesn't have to be like for life but someone has to come through the door yeah yeah I agree I absolutely agree um I'd seen some stats uh, about Alex Awobi just before we came on I'll just try and yeah go on you fine Nick Ray says the crack of dawn here on Vancouver Island Looking forward to the chat. Good morning, Nick. Hope you are well. Uh, yeah, listening to a lot of people saying, smash the like button, stroke the like button, kiss the like button, tap the like button. Do all of those to the like button. Thank you very much. Uh, Pau Show Kajun says, from uh, Mark says, morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, George says, I think selling a Wobi is good business. Use it to bring a creative player in them. Just got the, these stats here. Um, so this is just on his, uh, the 22-23 season the mm. last year. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So he's played 98.6% of the minutes mm. available, so he's been. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Ever present uh, for assists in Everton. He's first, expected assists, first, key passes first, passes into final third, first, passes into penalty box first, progressive passes first, progressive carries second, attempted dribbles first. The data suggests that Alex Awobi <laughs> is important yeah. to this squad. Mm. People disagree with that, don't they? Mm. They don't. They don't see it with their eyes. You now he doesn't pass the eye test yeah, for yeah. a lot of people. But the data shows that Alex Awobi 
does important things in this team, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? It's, it's a tough one. But if the lad wants to go and won't stay, what do you do? You At some stage, it has to become... I mean, the manager kind of alluded to it then. It has to become a business decision more so than... Um, yeah, he creates all these chances or whatever. It's got to be a business decision. That business tells you that with with 10 months left on a contract, he's not going to sign a new one. And there's at least, let's say, there's at least 15 million on the table. It could be 20, could be add-ons, whatever, whatever. But let's just say that that money, we're not in any position to leave that money on the table. Now, I've had the argument, the argument, the discussion that, well, if Everton let him go and got relegated because no one created any chances, it cost them a hell of a lot more than 15 million quid. I get that. But what if Everton took the 15 million pound and bought someone else and they scored eight goals or six, seven goals that Alex Obi doesn't score and we stay up anyway comfortably and arguably we're better because players move on from teams. You look at some teams going to lose the best player. It's about what you do. Brighton don't fear losing good players. They just go right with replacing them with him. The key here for Everton is knowing who that creator is. Yeah, and like you say, the other side of this is, you know, people can debate all day about whether they rate Alex Obi or not. Mm. One thing is that in a year's time, he might not be an Everton player anyway. Yeah. You know, if, if he's leaving in a year's time, regardless, mm. if you can get 15 to 20 million for a player, he won't be here in a year. Yeah. And, you know, for as important as he appears to be in the seventh team with our new signings, you know, we've signed wingers, we've signed forwards. Mm. Is he a guaranteed starter anymore, even if he does stay? You know, you'd expect him to play, but is he, you know, first name on the team sheet week in, week out? Mm. I don't know if he is. It's weird, isn't it? Because where does he play? Like, I personally, if he was ever going to get in my team, it'd be in one of the three midfield positions either as an 8 or a number 10 say because I don't think he's good enough wide for me he doesn't do what I want a winger to do which is it's just get in behind which is score goals he doesn't do either of them he, does, he puts balls into a box of course he does but anyone can put crosses in can't he I'm not being disrespectful to him I'm just saying anyone can cross balls and he needs to have that X, especially in this team I'd have him in over the core eight the flip to that and people might throw it back at me is Decore does get some goals doesn't create anything but he does get goals so that's where the challenge is and, but, but Everton I looked at Everton say last night against the, the team that's bottom of the football league with those three midfield players Decore, Onana and it was James Garner last night and he was shocking the three of them like Onana, I think was was the one that was trying to to do an effect the game, and he was putting tackles Could in. Could see through his body language. He, he was he trying to do something. The core, he was poor. James Garner was poor in midfield. He was very good at right back. He was poor in midfield. But Everton were crying out for someone to put the foot on the ball in there and, and open things up. And I felt a bit sorry for Chimiti, and I felt sorry for Dobbin because they were just smashing balls up to them and going, "We'll do something with that." Got to be better than that. So if it will be was in there we'd obviously try to play through that so if he's gonna go then that would be an area you're looking at but Everton are also desperate for a right winger as well and again the manager in the press conference mentioned Tom Cannon so that'd be for money because I can't see him 
I mean, he might well go on loan, but I think there is teams that are willing to buy him. And obviously, Damari Gray as well. If Damari Gray goes to Saudi, that'll get done within the next week anyway. So Everton will get some money coming back in. So they may they may well have the money to open up a few positions here. Well, there's over 30 million of potential transfer fees to be made off yeah, three yeah. players. Only one of which really is, you know, what a first team regular. Yeah, yeah. If Tom Cannon, you know, personally, I think we might be better off loaning him for a year and letting his value potentially double. Mm. But you know, if you've got seven, eight million on the table for a player who is fourth choice striker mm-hmm. at the moment, fifth choice even. Well, yeah, yeah, and obviously, it, yeah. As it stands, you know, you have got to look at that, haven't you? Mm. So there is money to be made here for some of this Deadwood, which is a nice situation to be in for a change because we've seen too many players come into this squad who haven't been in our plans, who we can't get any from four teams, don't want. Yeah, Alex Obobi yeah, yeah. isn't Deadwood. Damari Gray isn't necessarily Deadwood in terms of ability. I think he is but now. We, yeah, but we've got <laughs> players ahead of him now, haven't we? We've bought new players. He's down the pecking order. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It is, it's, a, it's a dead interest. And one, there will be people who will will be um, devastated if Iwobi goes just because they know what he does bring. And there'll be people who are saying, sell him, get rid of him. Um, and I guess that the only thing we should be really discussing is if it frees up, he's not going to stay. So therefore, he's on a good wage as it is. That's big saving off the wage bill and a and pot of money in, which frees you up to go and do. Everton won three players before tomorrow. You know, do you want a defender, a midfield player, and a wide player? Can they get three in? It's debatable, isn't it? But it happens. It happens. Other clubs can do it. And if if Everton have got loose agreements for some of these players, then it's easier to do. Um, Maxwell Corney has been mentioned again today. He wouldn't be someone. I think, I think he's a decent footballer. Injuries. He's had a rough year, hasn't he? So that's kind of made me go. Mm-hmm. But I'd have him if he was the left. If he was coming in at left back. But I, I, I think there's other, there's better options. We need a right winger. There's better options at right we? wing that we can go and get. Obviously, centre back. Elvedi's been mentioned. Five or six million wouldn't be a, a, a too big a deal, really, um, to to get over the line. But. If a Wobie's going out, it's what, what, where's the creation? Now, what are we saying? Well, a Wobie will go out and we'll go with a more abrasive three in midfield. Is that where we are? And we'll look for wide areas and the striker to get the goals. Now, okay, we've got to find a way that that works. Then I can't be just do what we did last night, which is knock it long and a, a winger can run in behind. You've got to get in behind by drawing teams out and threading them through three patterns of play. So you just wonder about that Alzate at Brighton was mentioned. What do you think about him? Yeah, he's a typical Brighton player, yeah. isn't he? You know, he's decent on the ball. Mm. You know, I wouldn't say he's massively dissimilar to James Garner. Mm. But, you know, he's another body in midfield who's, you know, he's looking at the other end of the pitch, isn't he, going yeah. forwards. That's probably more his game than Idrissa Garner-Gways, for example. Mm. Is there anyone who you think Everton, if a Wobie did go, who you think Everton could potentially go after centrally? Who they could get who'd make a difference? No, I've struggled to think of names. To be honest, I like the look of a Gus Hammer, the Hamer at no, Coventry, but he's went he's to Sheffield United. Yeah, I thought yeah. he would have been a good signing, but mm. at the point he was moving, he you know midfield wasn't a priority. Yeah, yeah. So you know, missed the boat on that one. 
I think they'd have to find a name that surprises us. Mm. This point, especially when we haven't been linked with an extensive list of midfield players because we haven't been expecting to need to buy one. Mm. It wouldn't shock me if Everton make a low-risk, low-financial-risk um, move like Alzate on loan and then invest the money into wide areas. Mm. Yeah, it could be. Especially when you look at the current makeup of the Everton team. If we're going to keep playing the way we have lined up recently, which is more like a 4-4-1-1, four, four, one, one, almost, and have someone playing off the striker, whether that's Dan Juma or mm. Decora, maybe even yeah, Malpe from that... what we've seen last night. Malpe, our new number 10. That almost rules out a position for a Wobi anyway. You mm-hmm. know, it shouldn't. But when you look at his ability, but then in that makeup of that team, he doesn't really fit into any of those roles. He played yeah. on the first day of the season, but it was out wide. Now we've got McNeil's coming back, Harrison's coming back, mm. hopefully bringing someone else in as well. Again, Dan Juma can potentially play there. Yeah, It leaves in less and less positions for Awobi to fill in. Do we need an Alex Awobi type player in this team or can just set an upright with the right players naturally create more chances? Mm. Now, I'd I don't want it to be a situation where Lukaku left and we said we'll share the goals around. Yeah, it's not, you yeah, know, yeah, we'll yeah. share the chance creation around, but it does almost need to be that if mm. we are going to carry on with this same formation, same setup. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Carl Byron says, Iwobi's head's been elsewhere for a while since he refused his new contract and his performances have dropped. There's also, of course, let's, let's just say it, the Delhi, who the manager's name check today is being. As, as getting closer to being fit again, we've said it a million times, it, it, it could be something or nothing, this. If Delhi gets back to 60-70% of what he was at Spurs, he'd be a very useful player for Everton uh, in that role. Just after the two people, some can break into the box, better on the ball than Decoray. Doesn't cover the same ground as Decoray, granted, but... He's only going to get a chance if he's fit and if the manager, um, if the manager thinks that he can offer something, isn't he? Well, they're going to have to be certain on Delhi. I mean, we spoke about this loads over the last mm. few months, but Delhi, for what we know him as in the peak visibility, he's almost perfect for that role that yeah. we've seen Decore playing. And you know, the the midfield and making late runs into yeah, the box, yeah. a goal threat. Better on the ball doesn't give you as much in terms of dropping back, but we haven't seen Decore doing that as recent anyway, you know, especially no. that Villa game, he, he was just playing as a striker, basically, to Corey. Yeah, At times. Uh, Gary Ball says, howdy. Uh, Steve Peace says, I'm genuinely baffled me the amount of times that we just aimlessly hoofed the ball up the pitch last night. That's blatantly Deitch's tactics, because surely, if they weren't, then it wouldn't be happening every game. He's obviously instructing them to do it. It was embarrassing against the lead who said, why would you just give willingly give the ball away for no reason nine times out of ten it goes straight back to their players nobody can convince me those aren't his tactics because it's very obvious how are we going to win games playing like that obviously occasionally go long we've seen Liverpool do it but they weren't just hoofing it up the pitch and hoping for the best they were drawing teams in and had runners and players with pinpoint long passing they're playing long diagonal passing yeah We play like it's the 90s. I honestly believe if we had a good modern manager, we'd be so much better. We're the only team I've seen that doesn't look like a team and has zero patterns of play, and that's clearly on the manager. And his coaches, it'll be mad if we don't sign a centre-back. Last night proved if Tarkovsky used to get injured, we'd be in serious trouble because those two, Keenan Godfrey means, aren't fit for purpose. This is something I've struggled with with Sean Dyche, I'll be honest. 
with what are we trying to do as a team? It's not, I, I, I am with them in terms of get fit. I'm with them in terms of be honest, work your bollocks off, work for each other. I mean, I'm all day with that. A lot of what he says is correct when you listen to him, but that style is it. And I don't buy, I've said it before, I'm not going to go keep going over old ground, but I don't buy the thing that these players aren't good players and that's it. It's nonsense because people have been saying it for years and we've never had good, of course we have. So that's an argument that doesn't work. It's gone, that argument's in the bin. It's in room 101. Because we played a team that's propping the league up last night who tried to pass the ball and tried to put the ball around and then tried to mix it. They got it out to the kid who set the goal up. I forget his name, the winger, but he, he marked it to him and he got half a yard and put... They, they had a way of playing. Not one of their players would get anywhere near Everton's side. Not one of them. Naturally. Not one of them could play in the Premier League. And yet, they were players who could who passed the ball around and moved through patterns of play. So, when people try to tell you that it can't be done because of these players, it's nonsense. Because they're no, showing it. it can't be what done are we it. trying to do? Yeah, it can't be done to a Man City level, can no, it? But, no, of you course know, not. Doncaster have shown it can be done to a level. Mm. You know, you can mix up your patterns of play. You can mm. have moves that have clearly been worked on between players on the pitch relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it lacked last night. And Now, I understand in some games in the Premier League, we are going to have to go completely back to basics. Got to. Hit and hope, mm. you know, meat and potato style football. <laughs> but last night was a game where our quality, you know... It's, Tens of millions of pounds worth of players allegedly on the pitch last night. The most expensive ever back four it was last night. In the first half, that got destroyed, by the way. But carry on. Yeah, so, you know, there should be enough quality and mm. know-how and understanding of high-level football in these players to control a game, to dominate a game, to move the ball quickly, know where their teammates are going to be moving to so they can make these passes quick, one yeah, yeah. to go move. There was none of that last night, especially before Adrisa Garnagway came on the pitch mm. and really settled things down mm. for us. And Awobi, going back to him, he is one of those players who you think he can maybe do that. You know, he sometimes does have his next move planned before he receives the ball. You think, right, I'm going to turn here and left back's going to make an overlap and run and I'll spray it out wide. Mm. But those are quite basic things as well and there's no reason why Amadou Onana, for example, can't do those sort of things, have his next pass in mind, mm. play that long ball. There's enough players in this team who are good enough to do those jobs. It's mm. no one's speciality, of course, but Premier League footballers should be able to do those sort of things. Mm. And it, it comes it comes back to the player, obviously, but it comes back to coaching mm. as well. I just find it straight. Like I said to you, I think, and I've, I've said it before, he does. the manager seems like he's stuck in between at the moment. He's trying to change what he did at Burnley a bit to try and... And it, it seems like we're, we're stuck between two styles where he might just be better doing what he's good at. Uh, and if it is banging it long, then okay, let's pick the second balls up then. You know, if we're going to go back to that, if that's what it is, then let's do it. But because if he's, like Steve said, if it's not the plan, surely he'd be bollocking them for just giving the ball away. Because we do it in a way where we've shown at times, and we did this particularly in the second half, when we started passing it, we cut through them dead easy. So I was like, well, why wasn't that minute one? That should be the tactic every game. You still should have runners. Your structure still should be correct. Your fullback should be high. It, 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 this is just basic stuff, and and yet we don't work. It, it doesn't seem anyway like we work on patterns of play. And and it, 
we've been talking about Alex Awobian and a creative midfield play, and, and we can discuss that all day. But we talked yesterday about how other teams have had three abrasive midfield players, but every the cre- the creativity and the attacking invention comes from everybody else around it, and then three are there to put fires out. Maybe one joins in, and the others make sure you never get caught on the on the hop, so to speak. We don't even look like that. We just seem a bit in between. Do you, do you think it's it's? Do you think he has got to nail that down and be like, you are a holding midfielder, so sit there. You go and chase the ball. Fullbacks go on. And also, the second part of the question is, do you think we it, it's worse because we haven't got Dwight McNeil and Jack Harrison available to us? Well, it's definitely not helped, has it? Because, mm. you know, missing both of them has made James Garner sort of an auxiliary right winger. Yeah. And that has killed our right-sided movements. Mm. Both, for, you know, Garner's not a right winger. It's not helped Patterson either because he doesn't have a player with a defined role that he understands in front mm. of him. Yeah, so that's yeah. hurt him as well. In terms of uh, midfielders, I do think they do need defined roles and how they play. Because too often we'll see a different one will go and press, and mm. you know, a different one sits. Well, sometimes no one sits, yeah. and that's the bigger issue. It's clearer instructions for those midfield players. But then again, it does go back to um, our creativity from our fullback positions. Mm. Because that's a position where a lot of teams in this league get a lot of their chance creation. Yeah. You know, their top assisters yeah. always putting crosses into the box. We don't have that. We're missing that. Mm. We're not not a disadvantage immediately. But we've got one less you know, two and no two above, well, haven't we? I think it, we are at a disadvantage, though, Jack. Because I think you're absolutely right. I think I I like Nathan. Pat- I think Nathan Patterson has got the tools to be a good. Premier League fullback. I think he's good stature. He's not. I think he can move. He can run the kid. I think he likes a tackle. His, his numbers on Saturday against Wolves proved that. You know, one hundred percent of his tackle. I think it's sixth with the most. Or so it was up there. His final balls atrocious. Said this even before yesterday. And last night, he. I don't know whether it was because he had Dobbin in front of him, but he just looked. He looked like he didn't want to go beyond them. And yet, when James Garner moved there in the second half, he showed you everything you need to be in that position. He was knocking it and going after it. He was bombing on. He was push. He was putting balls into the box. And that I think Patterson said this on uh, the aftermatch or the three talking point thing. He's got to be careful here that James Garner doesn't take his position. They're both the same age. You know, it's one thing losing out to thirty-four-year-old Seamus Coleman because he's experienced, but it's another losing out to a centre midfield player. I'd be looking and going, what did he do well? So he got down the line, he knocked it and went, he got, he put balls in. I'd be every day, if I was Patterson, every day after training, 20, 25 minutes, ask someone to stay, put crosses in. That the area you've got to work on. I think defensively, it will improve once he's got a partner in front of him. But I think James Garner's given the manager something to think about. I don't think he's given him anything to think about centrally last night. I thought he was really poor. It wasn't a good audition it for was him, shocking. was It was shocking. He was shocking. He was shocking. Against the team, he should have been able to dictate again. But then again, he was joined by Decore. He was he was poor last night. But I think when he went to right back, he looked very comfortable and very good. I'd be worried if I was Patterson. Yeah, I think but Garner... Getting nothing, sorry, yeah. my point was, Garner showed you what you can get. On the other side, we didn't have any of that. 
we had none of that. Ashley Young gave us a bit when he come on. Michalenko gave us nothing there, did he? Yeah, I think Garner needs to be careful. He doesn't get permanently cast as a right back either. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm sure he'd take it if it's a permanent spot in the team. Don't get me wrong, yeah, but yeah, his position's yeah. a midfielder. Mm. He wants to be a midfielder. Yeah. He's having all his best effort and performances at right back, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, it, 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 way, yeah, it's Ben Godfrey at left back all all over again. Or but ben. you know, hopefully James Garner doesn't tail off as bad as Ben Godfrey has since those handful of left back appearances a few years ago, because he was really poor last night. But yeah, Patterson's one that really needs to develop his creativity, and mm. look, he's a young lad, so he should be able to improve. Do you, Do you think we have got a because I mean, Michalenko's come back and got injured again last night, and we don't know how he didn't look good, as in like he looked like his hamstring had gone. But I don't know whether it is, and it's early days, and the manager didn't know today. He just said he's, he'll see what how it settles down. I imagine he's out to Saturday anyway. Um, Ashley Young very much brought in as a utility player, and as was he brought in as cover? Should we be asking a 38-year-old to be number one choice in a Premier League where you've got to run up and down a pitch every week? I don't know. And Young is good because he can fill in in different areas, so no problem with that. Uh, the left-back, not having a naturally attacking left-footed left-back is hurting us, isn't it? The well, that's what I mean the when they say disadvantages. You know, you mm. can get by without attacking creative full-backs, mm. but to not have the option of having them, yeah, it's yeah. one less thing, because quite often in the Premier League teams will rely on those players to be their sources of creativity. Yeah, Some yeah. games, just stay back, just make it, you know, a flat back four, mm. be solid. And that's fine, and, you know, having players you can do, that's good, but you need the option, at mm. least, of going the other end. We've got a sort of right-back in James Garner who can potentially be that for us. But there'll be games when he's needed in midfield and can't play at right-back. Yeah. We don't have any option of that sort of left-back. And I like Ashley Young. He's not had the best start to his Everton career, but I do think he'll do well in Everton shirt. But again, like you say, 38 years old, he can't be sprinting up and down the touchline all game. It's not possible for him. Michalenko is poor going forward. He's very poor at it. Mm. He's out anyway, so he's a non-factor at the moment. But for you know, a twenty million left back, he's poor at that side of his game. Mm, it's disappointing, isn't it? Disappointing. <clears throat> Chris says, "Afternoon, fellas." Beto has a bit of big dunk and Kevin Campbell in him. Do you think? Hey, listen, he, he knocked them about, didn't he? He knocked them about a bit. I like, know. Listen again. Just the caveat: it was Doncaster, and without being disrespectful to them. They are. It's a different level. It's a isn't different it? level. But he he come on and done exactly what you want someone to do. Is oh, like absolutely. I'm taking this game by the scruff of the neck. I'm knocking you about, and I want it. And he's hungry for go for it. And he's like a training one where he knocked the lad about thirty foot in the air, just running through. Yeah, he, he moves fast for a big man, doesn't he? He moves with purpose as well. He could have had a hat trick. He last could have, night. yeah. Better with the head of the, at the post, and then it, was it Gway was running through and could have slid it. He should have. Well, he eventually and, did, and he scored. But if he'd have passed it early, he'd have scored anyway because he was in on the keeper, or he'd have had the chance, wouldn't he? Um, but yeah, let's see. Uh, KKMB says I think Young would be better in a back five. A wing back, yeah, because he could be a higher start, higher up the pitch. Everton have never been able to play wing backs, though. No, we've never really, never really that, done it. We? And the other thing is, because we're getting so many wingers, it wouldn't really work now for us, would it? Because yeah. you'd have to, your wing back would become, say, like Jack Harrison on one side, and and then either Patterson or Garner on the other, and then 
for where are the other three wingers going then? Are they, are they sitting on the bench or what? I just don't see it. But you never know. I mean, it's something you could you could maybe try. Yeah. That sort of setup works when your wing backs will become your wingers yeah, again. Yeah. They have to be comfortable going forward, and your wingers will become forwards. Yeah, yeah. Almost mm. the type of winger we're signing that we already have in the team of McNeil as well. They're not necessarily wide forwards no. as such. And again, back to the wing backs, they mm. won't be comfortable playing as wingers other Absolutely. than Ashley Young. Absolutely, mate. Uh, Evan Viking says, don't mind us getting corner, but I'd rather use him as a left-back. I don't think he should be the only wide player brought in. If we sell a Wobie and Gray, go and get a young player with a big ceiling, please. Absolutely. Put it this way with corner, no problem if we sign him. But if we sign corner, we still need three players. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, if you, you'd imagine him at left-back, then you'd go, he can, he can get forward and yeah. put deliveries in now. And he's fast as well. Um, he give you the different option there's no doubt but if, if Everton Everton are going back in for Wilfred Nonso we know that will Leeds let him go I don't. I honestly don't have a clue but Lewis Sinister is there and like I said yesterday he might be an easier one to get and Leeds might weigh it up and go well, who do we rather keep Sinister or Nonso and Everton that might be how Everton can do the deal it might not. We might end up back at Sulemana, but if they're saying 30... The problem is Everton have got... You're going to end up with a 25 to £30 million pound for all three of those players. And it's like, at which one are you comfortable paying £30 million for then? And I know it'll be a down payment, and I know it'll be £5 million a year or £6 million a year over the next four years, whatever. And Everton might do it for three years and then sell them. And therefore, you don't, you know, you, you've made it's like the thing with the Wobie. I've seen, I've seen a headline today, and it made me laugh. It was uh, Everton prepared to take fifteen million pound loss on Alex Wobie. Well, A, he's never got to thirty-five million, and B, we've had the laugh for four years. So I don't think that it, I mean, the man who's just walked in and would know is John Blaine. But I don't see how you would look look at that as a loss because even if Everton have paid. Six million a year, say, for four years to get it to twenty-four, seven million a year, say. So, say Everton have paid seven million pounds. We've had them for four seasons, so we've paid twenty-eight million. And if Everton got twenty million back for them, having them for four years, we'd only have another seven million pound payment, say. So we haven't really lost. We've had a fella for four years, and he's played a lot of games, and we're still bringing in. Say after the next payment, you're still bringing ten million in. That isn't really a loss to me. That's just we've covered. He's been here. We've covered it. We've got a bit of money back. He's off the wage bill, and that goes on the next player. I don't think you can look at it and go, "That's a lot." I know mentally you go, well, "You bought him for thirty million, and you sold him for twenty. You've lost ten million on him." But he's twenty-eight or twenty-seven rather than time moves on, doesn't it? Yeah, even if you are purely just looking at transfer fees and you look at it in a very black and white manner and go, oh, this is a 28 million player and you've got 20 million for him, mm. you do need to factor in about, we got four years of him doing the thing we bought him for, mm. which is playing in the team. Yeah, so I that think that's, that's the... to me, what's that, John, sorry? FFP. And for effort. Massive profit on And a big profit on FFP, John, saying. So we have to look at it like that it, again. I hate this is the side of football I hate now. Is that we all, even my 12 year old now, is going, oh, what if we've got to offset this? No, when I was 12, I was just thinking about how many goals we were going to score, how many games we were going to win. 
I wasn't thinking, can we get that money and offset it against this play? And if we bring him in, can we amortise this contract? for? Fa- it's nonsense, but it's where we are, isn't it? It's frustrating, but it's where we are. It's what dominates the game now, isn't it? So, so you don't want to be speaking to your son no. after a win and your son's still a bit upset. And like, What's the matter? Son, we won and he's like, oh, the account's dad. Yeah, the account. exactly. That amortisation of that yeah. contract, burning me head out, dad. You've just got to go. It's where we are. Now, it's frustrating. We all want the pot of gold, as Sean would say, don't we, of, of and doing whatever we want, but it isn't there. So we do have to look at things like this. We have to break stuff down and go. But I, I just, you know, like I say, Everton might end up getting into a situation where one of the three wingers we want is is a £30 million player um, because, you know, Sinister is the, is the oldest out of them, obviously, at 24, but Nonto's... 20, 19, 20, Suleiman's 21. Which one are you comfortable paying £30 million for? That's one it might be. Obviously, again, like we've just said, down payments, amortisation, whatever, whatever, whatever. But that might be the decision Evan have to make. And that obviously rolls one to Roby and, and maybe Tom Cannon go out the door and maybe Demari Gray. Yeah, mm. and you've got to look at who's the biggest guarantee at the moment out of these players and then also look at, you know, potential of that player. What does that player potentially grow into over his five-year deal at Everton? Mm. How much would he go for in the future if, you know, it didn't work and we wanted to shift him on? Or if it did work and he improved as a player, what's his potential value mm. for his time does his value double? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um Let's see. Let's let's. We just we we still need three in. Let's just leave it at that. Um, Tom says, "Can you imagine a front two of Dom and Beto in Ralph Hassan Huttle's high pressing four two 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 system?" Just saying. I don't mind what he's suggesting there. Listen, it's John Dyke is our manager, so you can look and go, "Oh, imagine Potter, or imagine Hassan Huttle, or imagine whoever, whoever, whoever Nagelsman." Or any other name you can pluck out the sky. Sean Dyche is the manager, isn't he? And, and we have to start winning football matches. Otherwise, Sean Dyche won't be the Everton manager for much longer. But these players have got to start doing stuff as well. And having options is great. That's what I would say. And, and that's why we keep focusing. We keep circling back to tomorrow night at 11 o'clock. There's, there's a lot of, going to be a lot of movement. And Everton is going to be a busy place because we've seen John Philippe Gabamon link with Kadith today. It, that's irrelevant really he's going out the door means Everton's save on wages and he's gone that's goodbye off your pop cheerio see you later then you've got uh, Andre Gomez who I expect to leave the football club in the next 24 hours Neil Mopai be very surprised if he's an Everton player when the window slams shut tomorrow night Damari Gray slightly different but the manager said today there's two or three circling around him Tom Cannon um, Alex Awobi already you're talking five or six players there and if they go and Everton still one plays and bring three in and then them lot are out the door you turn around and go you know what recruitment team done well this they've done well this and I've already said I've been critical of just who in the last year of who our targets have been but they've done well this summer they've haven't had money and they've made it stretch and obviously the kid the latest edition made a huge difference last night when he came on. Um, Evan Viking says Beto's absolutely rapid and will bully a lot of centre-backs. Yeah, he is faster, a big man, isn't he? You seen someone say last night that he was the fastest player in Italy. And I don't know if that's maybe the highest bar Italian football, but, mm-hmm. you know, still... Is that the same polo that give Umar Nias the player of the year in Russia? 
Has it been clarified? Has that been certified? I don't know if this was, this wasn't even statistically uh, backed up. It was just someone's opinion. Saying, oh, well, yeah. there you go. You I mean, know. you know, that. hey, listen, it's as good as anything else, I guess. Uh, Rob Key says it's hard to believe Michael Keane didn't make the England squad. Yeah, honestly, I think it must have been an oversight on mm. Southgate. Well, if Hend- or... Henderson's in there and others yeah. who don't play. Or, you know, maybe Keane's told me he doesn't want to be in it. He'll just wait for the... Concentrate on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Derek says, not convinced we should sell Awobi. We have, with the core in our midfield, Awobi has to play there when we have healthy wingers. The lad wants to go, I think, Derek. I think that's the big thing. He won't sign. He wants to go. There's not... I think it's... When that happens, you've got to take the money, haven't you? Yeah, I'd like a Wobie to stay at Everton, but if he's going to be, goes back to what you said before, if he's going to be gone in a year's time anyway, 15, 20 million. We can't pass it up, mate. Uh, Tom says, Corne on loan to play left-back, I'd be sound with, but I'm hoping he isn't the winger we bring in. It has to be one of Nonto, Sinistera, Bakayoko or Suleimane. It's got to be one of them four. Uh, Mark says Jack Harrison replaces him easily. Well, that's in a wide area, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Bob says uh, with a Wobi declaring his intentions to leave the club during the transfer window, who'd you like to replace him? It's been widely reported that Lewis Sinistera has a relegation clause in his contract, and we've been after Wilfred Nonto since they went down. Or is there someone else? Ibrahima Sangari. Well, Sangari centre midfield player, isn't he? I'd love Sangha. I've wanted Sangari for years, but he doesn't replace a Wobi. Uh, my leads mate saying Sinistera would be a much greater loss than Nonto, but is um, is a bit DCL, i.e. repeated injuries. Personally, it's sad we the we are shopping in Palmland for players, but beggars can't be choosers. Um, yeah, I think you can get some good stuff in Palmland, though, can't you? Yeah, oh, of course, yeah, that. yeah. Absolutely. Well. You know, like you said, we've made our money count as well. I don't think we've signed a bad player this window mm. as such, you know, touch woods. Yeah. But, you know, the quality of player, they all seem to come in and go, okay, well, they improved the team. Mm. That's it's, all it's you just, can do, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's less about the quality of player we're bringing in, but it's how limited you are in, mm. you know, the scope of players is reduced. A lot of players out there, Jack. A lot of players. Lynn says Armour Field is slow, zero movement. Awobi expects fellow professionals to move into space and receive the ball. That's where his numbers are good. Uh, end product isn't there, but that's because of what's around him. Okay, it's one way of looking at it, definitely. Uh, Mark says get Calvin Phillips on loan and upgrading the core right and either a left-back or a centre-back, but think we've left it too late to spend the money. Operation Goodison Meltdown commence. I don't think there is it. The meltdown. I think people are a lot calmer after the Beto signing, um, because people knew we needed the centre forward. I think if the window was to end now, this mm. minute, it wouldn't be a failure of a transfer window with what no. we have brought in. You know, like you say, we do need more players for the ideal perfect transfer window. Mm. But we've got the key target, which is a striker. Mm. We've got a winger in. We've got another forward in. in Dan it's Juma. two wingers in. Yeah, really. If you include Dan Juma, a young forward. striker as yeah. well. A better left back than what we've had recently. Even if the signing itself has its own flaws with Ashley Young's age, and it's a short term deal. Mm. You know, we have improved the squad in the, in the key areas. It's just we do we could ideally do with more. Mm. Um, we desperately need a creative player like a Wobie says Everton Viking. It's Joe Max says Rennie Nonny Maduki could become available on loan. Like, yeah, go and, go and test the water with Chelsea. Not gonna. I know he scored last night in the cup penalty, didn't he? But they're not going to play him, are they, regularly? 
Um, not so purple, Lachie. Great name. It says Beto 14 might become a cult hero. Can you name our last five 14s, though? It's been like Toshin, um, Nias, Naismith. There's three. Not the top of my head. Who had it before Naismith? Anna Chaby? No, no, it was from 14. Naismith signed in uh, 12, 13. 12, yeah, yeah. So before that, we had Strachwalesi, possibly? No, he was Strach from 14, was he? I'm just trying to think of four, but yeah, we have before yeah. Naismith. We've named three. Come on, got a show to do. Stewie says, is there a version of Sean Dyches Everton where Delhi plays a pivotal role? When he comes for a Woby Cannon and Gray, could remove the financial pressure, allowing Delhi to just play. Yeah. There is a version, but it, the lad's got to be fit, hasn't he? The lad has got to be fit. It comes back to, will he be worth the financial if we get this money? And do we know for certain Delhi's worth putting that money on? Mm. And it, it goes back to the stuff we don't know. How is he on the training ground? How is he mentally? Well, the, what they'll have is the window's shut. He's not going anywhere, is he? And the window will close without him leaving. He'll get fit. He's played 13, so theoretically Everton can play him in six games before they have to make a decision, before they have to pay 10 million. It's up to him, isn't it? If Everton, if, Dites, if he's fit in mid-September and we've still got a few injuries and he's looking sharp on the training ground, the manager might throw him in and if he, if he clicks and looks decent, then he might go, you know what, he's worth 10 million. We'll play the 10 million. I don't know when the next kicker is. If the next kicker was 20 games before 10 million... Then they might go, he's worth 10 million for, I've said this before, so take the, for 25 games before we have to think about paying it again for his contracts up. So that might be what they do, who knows. Uh, Rob says, my view on Awobi is the first two years for Everton, he was a really poor signing. He became our most creative player after everyone half decent left. His best games for Everton have all been in the last two seasons, which were the worst in our history. Natalie stood out. 20 million with 10 months left is huge. It's that or give him a new deal on a higher wage. He's not worth it. He doesn't want to stay. I think he wants to go back to London anyway. So, uh, Mark says, it's all very well asking how many times did the Wobies creation stats end in goals, but we've been playing without a decent centre forward for much of this time. Truth is, he will be missed for his creativity, pace, energy and tracking back. On the flip side, if we can replace him with someone who will create and score more goals, we could be better off. But either way, we cannot afford to lose him for nothing in 10 months. Mark Max says, yesterday, Gabama would have got into our midfield. Uh, Jonathan Richards says, um, Emilio Martinez by, or Anilo Martinez by, Smith Rowe loan and Suleiman and Elf. <laughs> I don't think that's happening, mate. Um, we have watched Emilio, Emiliano Martinez a few times, though. I mean, it's 7 million that they want for him. Something like that. I mean, the Villa keeper, Emiliano. No, 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 no. One who plays for. Um, is he at Bromby? Is that one of them? Or is it not Mitterland? Or is it Mitterland? Could be Mitterland he plays for. We've looked at him before. I think seven or eight. I think Brent, Brentford are looking at him, so therefore that should tell you quick, go and get him before they get him. Um, Smith Rowe, I don't think Arsenal are they, They've not going to loan them out, I don't think, are they? No, I think they'd still like Smith-Rowe to be a big part of that squad. His injuries have made that difficult for Smith-Rowe, but he's, he's not ever not involved because Arsenal don't rate him, put mm. it that way. We missed Andros Townsend off the 14s, and he was he was our one. Uh-huh. 
Um, what about Calvin Phillips on loan? Yeah, Smith Rowe is available on loan. I don't. I sure Arsenal saying he wasn't. You might be right. That's just saying. Um, Richie says, "Don't you think we desperately need to put a fullback in? We have the worst collection of right and left backs in the league. I I don't get that. Certainly not the right, the left hand side. Yet yeah, maybe we need more." Um, Coco Pop says a good 11 would be picked for Ghana, Brantway, Tarkovsky, Young, Ghana, Onana, Delhi, Danjuma, Beto, Harrison. Fair play. Fair play. Bill says uh, I'm thinking we need a midfielder as well as a winger and a centre back. Do you think we buy a winger and then use our loan slots to the other? We're also weak at left back. What you can get, isn't it? We've got two loan slots left, haven't we? And say we could get a uh, centre back on loan who's also full back cover. Mm. That's maybe Tanganga can do yeah. that. Tanganga could be ideal mm. for that. Uh, Jay says it's the argument for trying Mopai in the ten roll. No, Chris says I don't think anyone, if anyone noticed this, but Pickford tried to change it up by playing it out from the back. Looked like Dyche had to go for him. He turned, it turned into a shot on goal very quickly. It kind of undermines his point of long ball. If not doing, it was more effective. He, well, him and Michael Keane. Made a good mess at that time to pass it out, didn't he? Keane smashing it back to him and Pickford touching it like the worst first touch ever. Um, Jay says, Can we go into the rest of the season with Keane and Godfrey as our backup centre backs? We'd be one injury away from a crisis. Yeah, I, I really don't trust either of them, to mm. be honest, in this team. I, I don't see an Everton future for either of them. Mm. And I know your backup centre backs aren't the players you, you know. You put a lot of emphasis on moving on there, not the ones you always have to move on first. But I really don't trust either of them. Mm. I really don't. Last night, summed them both up perfectly for me. Keane looked a bag of nerves. Godfrey looked like he didn't really know how to play football. Just looked very rusty, didn't he, Godfrey? He was all over the place, wasn't he? Oh, and out the blues, you're right. That first minute was just embarrassing, wasn't it? We just looked like we'd... We'd never played a game of football before. Especially, I don't know what they would... You know when they, you're knocking it around from the back? What teams you do it? They're comfortable when they do it. The, the confidence. We seem to do it for the sake of it. And Michael Keane's... He, he hit it. Not towards where Pickford was anyway, without looking. Just blind pass. And then Pickford's first touch was shocking. He passes it to Pickford's right foot. And that's... Oh. If only does pass it to his left foot. Hmm. He hits first Yeah. It's just basic things like that. It's so amateur. It does my head, in it? Just it does my head, in because if they're not doing it with any, they're not doing it with any way of playing out though, with any thought. We'll what we'll knock it in, and we'll draw them in, and then the midfielder drop. We give it in, we'll make an angle. It's none of that. It's just we'll give it. We look like we know what we're doing. It goes right back to there's no understanding between these players of what everyone's gonna do next. How does this player want to receive the ball? Yeah, What's he yeah. gonna do? It goes back to that. It's mad. Um, Evan Viking says, like, last couple, there's no tactics with them. Set pieces offensively and defensively are terrible. There's no patterns of play. Everything's off the cuff or hitting it long. Where's teams play better than us? He's been here for long enough, but he can't get the basics down. I don't think it's ever going to truly work with him. He doesn't have a clue. Even the training videos make it look like Sunday League. Granted, it's a small sample size, but I look at us on the pitch every week. Soon we'll have better players fit, but it isn't going to change the patterns of play and the tactics. I'm no big Potter fan, but people say Everton players can't play that way. Then I look. 
at when Potter was managing Swansea, he got bang average players playing good football. Other managers can do it too. It needs to be in stages. This manager will be gone by this time next year anyway. Well, just on Graham Potter, you know, not advocating for or against him as Everton manager, but if you look at that Brighton team as well, he walked into that wasn't a technically gifted squad. No, they he, were, he they developed were players. Lewis Dunk really mm. took to it and developed, but that comes through coaching. It comes mm. through the player as well, you know, being open-minded yeah, to it, yeah, putting yeah, the work yeah. in. But you, you can't change a player's game. Mm. That's mad. Um, Maxwell Corner, you can play there if you go for him, says Jay Beard. When are you letting Pep back, says Jay? He's doing something with BT, I think, in the other room, so otherwise he'd have been on here. <laughs> He'll be on the final word. Uh, Evan Viking says, think Young is an okay squad signing, but I will ask, he isn't very good defensively. He can't get up and down so often he doesn't get forward, so what's the use of him? Well, never really suggest this and probably wouldn't myself, but I'll ask you, if Dean is offered to us for five or eight million, are you saying yes or no? Dean improves the team and gives us something that we're missing, doesn't he? It's, it'd be a bit weird going back cap and hands, but... He didn't want to go, though, don't forget. He was devastated. Put a big thing out about how Benitez had like, ruined the club that he loved and ruined his relationship. He said, you you won't even be here and you've ruined my relationship with this club. That was before he got a Lucas Aid bottle pelted at him, though. And... But it, it touched his head and he reacted like a tit. He should have just got up and gone. Stood there like Cantona. Should have just picked it up and drank it. Like, yeah. um, you did that in the Champions League a few years ago. Did, uh, Di Maria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bottle of beer at and he just caught it. And he should have, really, what he should have done was just jog back to the halfway line. It was just first game back at Goodison and they scored. He shouldn't have been celebrating, really. He should have done the Al, shouldn't he? Yep, yeah, he didn't even score. He just put the cross in, didn't he? He puts up the corner like... and the smallest player on the pitch edited it in. Classic Everton. Um, yeah, Garrett says, Maddow one plays performance against Doncaster can improve my outlook for the season. No goals, no points and no tactical plan, but Beto was winning the golden boot. Yeah, we've got a big man up front, haven't we? He's, yeah, mate, he's, he's, won, he's won the Ballon d'Or, let's just accept yeah, it now. Yeah, KFC Cantona. Let's do it. Gaz says, if we can get the right winger in and everyone's fit, we could have Garner, Awobi, Dom, Harrison. Awobi won't be here, mate. Chimitty, McNeil, Young and Godfrey as our outfield bench players. Definite improvement, depth-wise, but we still have two goalies. Yeah, of course we will. Uh, David Gilbert says, Ebril, Grant, Weird, Jeffers, Talcaban, Vaughan, McFadden, Naismith, Nias, Balassi, Tosin, Townsend, Beto. There you go. Wikipedia is a hell of a website. Oh, it's, it's tremendous. Hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't. Right, we're going to do the final word. So, yeah, look out for that one. It should be good. Thank you to everyone. We're back tomorrow. We'll be going right the way through. Uh, till midnight tomorrow night, hoping Everton can be very busy with inns, um, making it an exciting, an exciting um, deadline day. And God knows we need some reinforcements in just to balance the squad out. But uh, thanks everyone for joining us. If you are a Toffee TV Premium member, obviously we will be live on the final word. So we'll see you then. Take it easy. Bye.